listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey, you, listening to this podcast. It's 90s episode 282. Uh, if you enjoy 90s and enjoy this podcast, I want you to go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to the 90s Deluxe Level, where you can hear John and I talking about Gith Yankee, Mind Flares, and then we also talk about Roblox and a million dollar knife in CSGO. These are real things that we talk about at the 90s Deluxe Level. You can listen to that episode of Garbage Time, which will be out a day after this episode. This episode that you're listening to, we talk about Borg. We talk about St. Patrick's Day. We talk about the Mario movie. We talk about the Tetris movie. We talk about the Montreal Tundra basketball team. We talk about Scream 6, which is set in New York City, but boy, is it actually set in Montreal. We also talk about Robert Smith and the Cure vs. Ticketmaster, and we put a wrap on Last of Us because that series is over. Listen now to the podcast you are listening to, and then go to Patreon and listen to 90s deluxe uh, because you love us. bye I, I have ultra topical things. I have ultra topical things that are ready to go. Well, then oh, why don't you kick it off? So this podcast is going to be extra lit because all three of us did the Borg challenge. <clears throat> we did. No. Do, do we know what the Borg challenge is? Is it where you sit in front of the computer for twenty five straight years? No, that would be a pretty good one though. And just try to be. Uh, like get your brain into a hive mind like those youtube videos that are like 10 hours of Nyancat, except yeah. it's 25 years of the internet mm-hmm. you're just sort of like scott you spend i think the most time of tiktok of anyone you, you don't know about the borg challenge well not on tiktok i'm on facebook which repurposes tiktok via instagram because i'm old <laughs> steps away from tiktok uh yeah so Borg actually stands for Blackout Rage Gallon, which is people taking big old gallon jugs, uh, filling them up with like vodka and flavored water, and then chugging gallon jugs, and then just being blackout a, drunks. A gallon of vodka? I don't think it's a gallon of vodka. I saw it like I mean, from what I saw when I saw like a someone, gallon of screwdriver. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. The kids these days are getting up to a gallon. I don't think I ever drank a gallon of vodka. That's a lot. <laughs> That's really a lot. Yeah. No, it's not like a full gallon. I think I said like the fill up like a like a forty of vodka and then water. But they like they chug it. Like they chug it hard. Like mm. they drink it real fast. And then uh the yeah, it's a challenge and obviously it was a challenge that kind of I think got extra popular on you know, around St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. holiday that celebrates mm-hmm. alcoholism that it is. And obviously now a bunch so, of schools are like, you don't do the Borg challenge. So I had a thought about St. Patrick's Day. From from the ages of 20 to 30, I can remember getting to almost all of those St. Patrick Days. What do you mean? Absolutely, n- absolutely no memory of getting home from them. <laughs> Fair. I, I cannot force myself to recall the end of any St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> hmm. yeah. I don't really remember too many really crazy St. Patrick's Days. I, I don't know that I was ever that into St. Patrick's Day. 
<laughs> I remember going to like the the pubs on Crescent and Bishop. You're just like, get out of here, filthy casuals. Yeah, because I was there list? first. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I can remember drinking with different different groups of people and like occasionally going to the parade, and then I don't know, St. Patrick's Day was over, and it was the next day. I have never been to the St. Patrick's Day parade in Montreal. Yeah, I don't think so, me either. Not even once, and it's like one of the longest running ones in North America, or whatever, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It's like almost Older almost than Boston's. Yeah, it's almost at two hundred years old or whatever. Yeah, mm. like, celebrate the day <laughs> for some Wait. reason. Uh, I went out, went out to uh, Messer M uh, on the parade day for not parade reasons, just because Eric and I were both both Ev and Sarah were like taking taking lady times, and we were just both goofing off playing video games, and we we're like, hey man, let's let's head over to Messer M and just grab a beer because we're both just kicking it. Uh, so yeah, I met up with Eric and walked over and like walked by the metro and, and saw like four or five people in their fifties like stumbling out of the uh, like stumbling out of the metro with like green stickers and stuff on their face and I was like, oh yeah, parade day. <laughs> just, just had like not even any. It, it's the parade day just does not exist in my day. I even St. Patrick's Day just like as someone who just grew up not celebrating anything. It seemed like such a bottom tier celebration in general. I'm like, wait, everybody's Irish? That's 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 the thing. It's Irish Day, whatever. Yeah, I get it, and I get it historically also. Like we have like a, like, I think it's weird that it's like all over the place in North America. Like I can see historically we have a huge Irish population, a big Irish immigrant population. So I can see like Montreal and Boston being like, yeah, we have the Irish Day, but like other cities that don't necessarily have that like immigrant background listen listen they have many 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 centuries of being savagely abused by the british the split second they could get the hell out they got everywhere and are are really really happy to be who they are and not be with the british i guess so i I can respect that i suppose but i mean like we don't celebrate like the ukrainian immigrants or whatever like ukraine day or whatever like i was like i find like it's weird that like there isn't like a big italian day in in montreal and stuff (laughs) Or it like, happens every four years at World Cup. And Euro Cup. They get every two years. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so they alternate Euro with Worlds. <clears throat> there yeah. you go. And then eventually Italy will win one game. And uh, it's it's Italy Day. It's Italy Day. Well, I guess they did have Christopher Columbus Day, right? Like, wasn't that a whole thing that, like, popped up into, like, the people stopped? Like, Christopher Columbus Day stopped being observed for obvious reasons. But then Italian-Americans were like, hey, that was our day. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Mm. Wasn't he not even Italian? Wasn't he just working for them? That's what I'm saying. I mean, he maybe he was Italian. Italian. He, he was Italian for sailing for Spain. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think there was there was a portion of, like, uh, of American, Italian-American who were like, that was actually our Italian day. Everyone's like, yeah, but that's not a great thing to celebrate, guys. You want, you want to hear a fun story about him? He was so rapey and violent on, on that by the time he did his third trip and then came back, the Queen of Spain and, and like the Spaniards were like, you're too rapey and violent. You're not allowed to be in charge of the Americas anymore. And he went to jail for it. And he, and he wrote all these people while he was in jail saying, hey, come on, nobody else knows how to get to America. It's just to me. you got to send me back. And when he got out of jail, he went to the Queen and she was like, well, nobody else kind of knows how to get there. So you're going to have to go. And he went on his fourth trip and he died. Hooray. 
Oh man, we were watching Saturday Night Live, uh, and they did the we're watching the, the Oscars episode, whatever. They did the uh, Liam Liam Gleason and um, Colin Farrell. They were doing like super stereotypical Irish accents, and I'm like, well, we just so I was like, all right, it's not just Italian. You can do Irish accents also. The the safe <laughs> accents, <laughs> the accents you're allowed to do. Oh man. Uh, yeah, they, they, the, 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 the Mario trailer, uh, people now, I think... Dropped? Have, huh? Has it dropped? I guess so. Yeah, the final, the final trailer. Huh? It's bad. It, does, it looks bad. bad. It doesn't look bad. It looks great. You're insane. No, no. The, the Pedro Pascal Mario Kart. Yes, Pedro Pascal Mario Kart is great. No, but even the Mario one, man, I'm here for it. With Chris Pratt? Yeah, with Chris Pratt, with, uh, Charlie Day... Uh, with Anya Taylor Johnson, with Jack Black, with uh, Keegan Michael Key, like the voice cast is with Fred Armisen. There's quite a voice cast on it, and I'm, I'm down. I, I pretty much I mean, just want to see. I get Jack- all of that, but the internet is really, really not down with this. Well, movie. they've been making fun of Jack Black and uh, Jack Chris Black. Pratt. Jack Black. Certainly Chris Pratt for phoning it in, but also saying like, "Look, Jack Jack Black is doing good. I don't know if I see Bowser with that voice." Say what I don't mean. know, man. It's it, it's it does not sound like Jack Black when Bowser speaks. It sounds like a yeah. good, it sounds like a good Bowser voice. And then even yeah. when well, in that they... case, what's the point? What? what? Why would you get the superstar to do the voice that no one recognizes? I mean, because you don't want to necessarily sound like just well, Jack Black. Yeah, if the voice is good for the character, that's more important than it that it sounds like the high paid voice actor. Yeah, that's. What, I mean, like, like I'm, I'm like not the time like... when George, what's his name, played Chicken Number Three on. Uh, on South Park. George Clooney. George, George Clooney, Clooney played the dog. The gay yeah. dog. Oh, oh, yeah, it was the gay dog. Who plays the turkey? No, it was uh, it was uh, Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld played the weird turkey. I was going to say, but... refused to do it. Also with, uh, you know, like Mark Hamill doing the Joker. Like, that doesn't sound like Luke Skywalker, but it's a damn good Joker. Okay, but Mark, Mark Hamill was a working voice actor, though. Are we implying that Jack Black, Jack Black can't Jack Black do doesn't get by on his voice? Yeah, no, I'm definitely saying that. I don't think that's false. Really? Though. Yeah, D. F, yeah, or I was like, School of Rock, well, like, or musical inclined characters in uh, High Fidelity. I'm saying he's singing. He's not an High animated Fidelity. voice actor. You're gonna say Jack Black's voice is not animated. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the de- definition of an animated character. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna see it. I don't all care. I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, they had a Bowser character. They had Mark Hamill. A to B, you got a voice. No, I don't think so. I think that's too high pitched for Bowser. Bowser's gruff. Hmm. I see like bearded Jack Black, and I'm like, yeah, that guy could do Bowser. Not like then Keith David. Then he's always around. But he's always around. <laughs> he does not a celebrity at all. Hmm. Anyway, oh yeah, and Seth Rogen plays Donkey Dragon Kong. Voice and... Did you see that's that? terrible. Seth Rogen playing Donkey Kong is great. Just like he's, oh. he's a dumb stoner monkey. I love it. <laughs> Hmm. Also, I'm really, really Is excited. That how we Donkey Kong? I don't know that I ever really understood Donkey Kong's character. Like, Donkey Kong Country came out, and it was so beautiful and so much fun. But I was like, what is even going on here? We're he wears playing, a tie like, now. He's rolling around, and he has a tie. Isn't he the bad guy? What's going on? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, Nintendo's I, weird. I, hmm? Nintendo is weird. I will give the good people at whoever is in charge of making these movies a gold star before even seeing it because it has a runtime of an hour and a half. And I'm like, that's the length of a Mario movie. Thank you, Nintendo. I don't need two-hour kids' movies. 
I mean, the, the Sonic movie wasn't bad. The second Sonic movie was not great. I, I think Mario's going to come in below them. I don't think Let's, so. Yeah, I was going to say, so- Sonic was really, like, <clears throat> everybody in the world was surprised how, how much that worked out. Mm-hmm. And and that's at the end of a long history of Sega fucking up every Sonic product for, like, 15 <laughs> years. Constantly. So Constantly. My, my thinking is, I think that the movie-making machine of is, like, refined at this point where we have the template of like the Pixar movies and Lego movies and whatever else like that and I cannot so this is a conversation Sarah and I were having is Mario like number two to Mickey Mouse as the most recognizable character fuck no Pikachu you can't I, even you can't even so this get is, on this level, is Sarah said that like I think yeah, currently Hello Kitty even today today I'd agree with you Pikachu but our parents know Mario and my and my niece and nephew still know Mario. Like, there's that spread. I think Pikachu is a more profitable character, but like recognizable. I feel you can go to like an 80 year old man and be like, "Who's that?" They're like Mario. My dad doesn't know who Pikachu is. If if you were to go to the mall with with a platinum card, and you were to ask to come out with more stuff, that's not what I said. That's not the argument. The saying, argument isn't more profitable and more visible right now. I said more recognizable, like brand recognition. Man, I still think it's Pikachu. I think your accounting of the old people who know Mario but don't know Pikachu is like that number of population is smaller than the huge number of people who grew yeah, up. Yeah, but also every, but every, but time every little kid also knows Mario, though. Like, That's I, not the same. I think there's Pikachu kids that are not Mario kids. Is that possible? I don't think so. <laughs> I feel you still ship Mario on every single Nintendo console that's come out ever. There isn't even a game. There isn't always. Yeah, like... but there's tons. Yeah, but, okay, but Pikachu had like, like movie and TV presence in a way that Mario does not. Pikachu has card game presence in a way that Mario mm-hmm. does not. Has like stuffed animal presence in a way that Mario does not. And like that stuff has been like omnipresent for decades. Whereas Mario is like in blips. You know, the game comes out, you have another good one. Okay, you forget about him for a couple of years. There's always a Mario. I mean, and again, like I said, I don't think there's I, always a Pikachu, man. man so not as many. There's always a Pikachu. There's like there's usually not as most, many. Most consoles have the Pokemon games. Mario has Mario Kart, Mario Party, the Mario game. All the like, dude. There's such a wild number of Mario games I've, on every <clears throat> Nintendo console. Every child knows him. And like I said, I find he has that age reach into the older there generation are. that Pikachu doesn't. <clears throat> Again, that older generation is it's like Pokemon is I'm like closing in on what thirty years. Yeah, but, I'm not. I'm not saying like I would put Pikachu <clears throat> in that thing, but I'm just saying worldwide. I feel that you can go to almost anyone on the planet and be like, "That's Mario." Like maybe Pikachu just below there. So if we're gonna say okay, maybe Pikachu outranks him. Still I, top three. I disagree. Top three Mickey recognizable Mouse? character though, like. I don't know. I mean, anyway, they're all they're all Bugs gigantic. Bunny. Yeah, Bugs Bunny is non nonstop. What do you what do you say, Bugs Bunny? When has Bugs Bunny been in a movie? He's been in like two. Space Space Jam. Yeah, Space which is Jam which is nowhere. No, no, way more people have played Mario games in the last year than saw Space Jam. Way more people saw Space Jam commercials than played Mario games. I, and we're like, oh hey, that's more. Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, there, so though. VG247 top hit okay brand recognition Mario versus Pokemon top hit Pokemon beats Super Mario Bros in brand blah 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 all of them say Pokemon earned way more earned three times more than all Mario games oh. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think uh, it's just, it's so much wider a scope. All, like, like, all little kids can get into one of the Pokemans, whereas yeah. Mario is like, it's going to be Nintendo players, which, yes, is gigantic, but it's not everybody. Yeah. And, uh... Certainly how, many, how many seasons of Pokemon, the cartoon, are yeah. there? 25? Yeah. yeah. The card game is also huge. Tons of people played the card game and hmm? didn't, didn't have to do any of the other stuff. I mean, either way, I just don't think that they would allow an objectively trash film coming like to be attached to a franchise that big this isn't sega this is Nintendo. that's never happened before with the mario franchise i mean especially like i said it's been 30 years 1993 since the last one right but i don't think they like they and, and nintendo had no hands on that film right other than they just yeah, but they signed off the license and there it went whoops here's the other thing keith they don't sign off their license there's no great link movie there's no great Mario movie. Yeah, it's, There's no great. That's what Link I'm saying cartoon. because it's ultra, ultra, ultra protected. They don't sign off that license. For them to have signed off that license, I feel that like the floor for that movie is like a C. The the ceiling I might be a C plus. Mind. <laughs> somebody, somebody somewhere said if we back up a big enough truck full of money to Nintendo, they're gonna they're gonna like give us the rights to make this. But movie. that's not but the we, case. And our because algorithms of... think we can make some movie, but. Like, imagine this film budget has this enormous expenditure, which is paying for the license that another movie similar to this might not start out with. But that's the thing is, like you said, if we back a big enough truck up, but like we know, like historically, that's not true because like Sony's backed up big old truckloads of money. Microsoft is backed up. Like, like they do not sell these licenses. Like they're so guarding it. I don't think that there is a sum. Well, you know how much they money they would have? I mean, they rented it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is they still, you know, the whatever Hollywood group put this thing together still had to pay money to. to oh, absolutely. For this, no? But that's what I'm saying. But I was like, but I think that just it's not necessarily an amount of money. Like Nintendo has so much guardianship over these weird licenses. They don't let it go anywhere, right? Like that's you can't get yeah. these games anywhere because like they it, don't know what they're doing. That that is also true. Somewhat. I mean, they just keep making money though. Every time they have their weird little closed off ecosystem, <laughs> like. Yeah, but like they—that's it. They're, it's they like, convince people to pay. It's five like or Vince McMahon opening, starting a football league. He doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, it's not Just like that though, because up. Nintendo makes money year over year with their insane. Like, hey, you have a, so does Vince McMahon. Not on his football league. That's what I'm well, saying. Okay. Why is Nintendo making movies now? I think I think it's almost in spite of Nintendo, as opposed to as a result of Nintendo. Like they make so many insane, boneheaded decisions that at any other company would die if they didn't have Shigeru Miyamoto pumping out like legitimately genre-defining games over and over and over again. What would they have? They they're like hyper aggressive IP lawyers. They're mm-hmm. like well reputed for that. They release over expensive, overhyped hardware that nobody knows how to make games for, and then it dies after having five good games on the console. And then they do that again every three years, and there's one good Mario or Zelda game that makes it so everybody has to buy the console. You want to so, something extra insane about Nintendo? That's <laughs> over at Andrew's place. So when you buy a game, when you buy a brand new game from Nintendo. You get like these like special coins or whatever, like a voucher for special coins. That voucher expires. So he bought a game at the store, like a physical copy for the of the game, like not used. A a new yeah. copy just happened to be on sale of an older game on the Switch, and the coins had already expired. So he doesn't. Did he take the... it back? No, no. It's just it's too bad. So sad. It's these. It's the, the the expiry dates like printed on the thing. So oh, it's like a prize coin that's a bonus for buying it soon. Yeah, for buying it new. And then but then also when you do put those coins into your system, they expire also. 
So you have like you have to buy a new game brand new to get the coins, and then those coins are only good for X months to serve as a discount for a future thing. I was like, wow, Nintendo, what a what a world Nintendo is, and everybody's think like also about the enormous NES library that they yep. could probably find a way to have like a special store on your game switch or whatever that you could download and play and own the library and port it around. They don't fucking do that. They do they that now. They buy it every time over and over again. For no, $5. they do it now. Now that 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 yeah. is a thing that exists. It's like eight. It's something like eighty bucks. I want to say a year, and you have the <laughs> like, which is expensive. Don't get me wrong, but it's like a. From what Andrew, I was thinking, it's like everything NES, Master System, Genesis, Super Nintendo. And it's like all You four... realize all of that fits on a single CD. Correct. There's like literally nothing. nothing I am not arguing and that let's at all. also not forget the like frankly insultingly horrible ports that they did on on like their little mini NESs where they would slap 20 things into a gigantic brick of plastic and make you do it or think about the ports that they would do where they, they like take an old game put it into a new system and then it loads like total garbage mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's also Game Boy and Game no Boy sympathy. oh I, I, I don't I've been saying but at least they, they have finally kind they of they deserve ended. Chris Pratt yeah, that's they, what they deserve anyway, it's I'm, me. Gonna, I'm gonna Mario. go see Mario you guys uh, I, I mean I'll cool. check it out if it's good but I, I'm like this is gonna be another one of those I'm sure it's gonna. It's, it's. I feel it's gonna be just like the Lego Movie, but with Mario. That's and Lego Movie was really fun. That's okay. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's. I, I think that's that okay. if they they execute correctly. Uh, on the topic of Nintendo, though, uh, John watched the trailer for the Tetris movie that actually somehow looks fun. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer for it too. It looks great. Yeah. It. Mm. it, it so it, it's the like I've read about this, right? That this was actually like this is like obviously I'm sure it's like it certainly looks like hammed up for Hollywood. But the mm-hmm. the story is that because Tetris was, you know, designed by a programmer behind the Iron Curtain, like, actually getting the licensing to it was, like, genuine, like, tricky business to not invoke the ire of the Soviet Union. And Do you remember the Toei or the Bandai versions of Tetris that were floating around that had, like, a black cart that was shaped a little differently? And then you had to, like, press it funny to get it to actually stay in the Nintendo? Yeah, vaguely. People were so into Tetris, you had to like buy these. Like, it was the only bootleg game that people would pass around. But yeah, it was Tetris. That was it. And then, and then, uh, and yeah, the trailer looks pretty fun. I mean, obviously, like I said, we'll see how it, how it delivers. But it's something like I said. I, I've read I've read articles about it, and I was like, I could see this dramatized to be like a pretty pretty fun little movie of <laughs> just like Nintendo a little, being a like, little absurdist humor mixed in with like an actual Cold War spy business yeah exactly and you're like let's get tetris and i was like but what? And as long as there's a bit of like nudge nudge wink wink everybody knows we're all having fun here in the movie you know if it like takes itself really seriously it doesn't look like it but it does not look like it takes itself that seriously like i think it's like even just like the beginning where he's like i've never played a more beautiful game and like whatever else I'm like <laughs> but at the same time he's like like sarah and i were talking about it we're like man tetris is so good it's such a like it's a stupid little puzzle brick falls, but I was like, hot damn! It's and, and just also... the perfect mix of really easy and really hard. Mm-hmm. Tetris for Jonas. Have you guys watched any any of the grand tournament final Tetris matches that every every now and again pop up on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh my god, they're so good to watch. It's crazy. You know, once every five years, you look at them and you're like, oh damn, those Tetris guys are going crazy again. <laughs> and, and you forget I, about it. Just I've I can't think of any other arcade game where the players go so hard on those joysticks. Mm-hmm. 
They're yeah. Tetris. Like, they must explode. Clack, clack, bang. Clack, 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 bang. Yeah. And their hands are like, I love when they, when they have the, the, the shot of their hands and you just see them like, like, like a complete blur. There's a YouTube video yeah. that somebody's trying to do similar to summoning salt type of stuff, histories on, on video game type stuff, and he talks about the the hand techniques of Tetris, competitive Tetris players, because there's like holding holding it the normal way where it's like flat and you put your hand on top of the joystick and you kind of wiggle back and forth with your with mm-hmm. your whole hand, you know? Yeah. But then other people have found these other techniques where they flip the, the controller upside down and they move instead the like base of the joystick while holding the, the, the stick itself anchored. It sounds ridiculous, but for some reason the angle that they can hold it, they go two or three times as fast as the other guys and this like other technique has completely taken over competitive Tetris. That's awesome. I love it, even on some of the Summoning Salt stuff, when they, when some of the Summoning Salt videos where you get to see the guys who hold, like, none of them hold their controllers in any kind of a normal fashion. Like, they're all, like, weird little claw hooks and stuff of, like, and you're like, what is happening here? I I love the details there. You know, you want to kill the final alien form, Dr. Wily, with Bubble Man in two cycles, right? You have to, then you therefore have to tap 35 times in, you know, a second, (laughs) 1.75 seconds. So how many taps per whatever is that? Yeah. And I I love that when he he does that, (laughs) when he's like, yeah, that is a, some, some talented speedrunners can't get that input on Bubble, on like, on, on Wily with the Bubble Gun. Like, it's, they, only the top guys can get it in the two cycles because just there's that that one moment where you need to press the button 35 times in a second or whatever the hell it is. Such nonsense. Speed running. It's great. On that on that topic, by the way, I mean, I guess I'll talk about it in two weeks from now. But yeah, tomorrow night I'm going to see Bit Brigade at Casa del Popolo where they're doing like a live band playing uh, while the speedrunner goes through Mega Man 2 and DuckTales. Cool. I'm like, yes. DuckTales? Yeah. That's crazy. That's a good little Game Boy game. Ah. Mm-hmm. Presumably he's playing the Nintendo version, though. No? But I think it's the no, same. it's got to be the Game Boy one. Isn't it the same game, kind of? I think so. Didn't they more or less port it over? It's like there's four levels instead of six in the Game Boy version, and there's, uh, but it's like the same art? Maybe. Pretty sure. I mean, I'll report back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on in the... I, I went to go see a professional basketball game yesterday. <gasps> oh, basketball, yeah. sports. I went to go see the Montreal Tundra, the they, new they shoot the pro team. They shoot hoops. Uh, I got some tickets to take the fam to the game, and it's out in uh, Sancho Pierre Charbonneau, which is in the Olympic Square, mm-hmm. um, Metro Vio. At least, and, on, the, uh, at least it it's f- on the Metro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right next, right next to the metro. It's 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 fine. Mm-hmm. Um, like the big O. They're the first professional basketball league team in Montreal to play against Americans. Oh. So there's the other team, the Alliance, that plays in the Canadian Basketball League. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys play against like mostly upstate New York and Vermont teams. So I saw them play the Syracuse Stallions. How many steps below? the NBA is this this is kind of like single A or double A baseball okay so this is like in hockey like, in hockey terms is this like below the O mm, this is more like the ECHL okay East Coast Hockey League so yeah kind of kind of yeah. below the O because you're not developmental league as much as you are exactly a sort of pro <clears throat> 
Like, not, like none of these guys are even prospects, right? Anymore, like exactly. These are yeah. these are guys who like would have either finished the Canadian um, university system, yeah, and and didn't didn't get picked to go develop anywhere, mm-hmm. but are still professional basketball players. Yeah, yeah. So the gimmick, the gimmick with the tundra, which is interesting. Is that every player on the team is a Quebecer? Oh. So like that—that that was a, a thing going on at the start of this team. They're just like we're not yeah. even gonna welcome tryouts from people who aren't from Quebec. You know Quebec's strong history of basketball talent. Yeah, whatever. I mean, not strong, but it's not absent. No, like, for sure. There are there are teams on in every school and every college and every university that, that play basketball. Yeah. So it is weird though that I would not like open myself up to drafting like say at least other Canadians and stuff for my yeah, do they, no, they, do they really play competitive that. against the Syracuse Stallions yeah they led for most of the game they fell behind at the at just before halftime and then they came back to make it to take the lead and then lost in like the last five minutes okay. they threw some bad cross court floating passes that my coach would have screamed at me for in high school did you scream at them? They would have heard you. I mean, yeah, they could. And guess what Archer's favorite part of the, the game was? Guess what Archer's favorite part of the game was? was there like First a time at a... character? Nope. Tip-offs? Nope. Three free throws? Close. You're almost there. Wagging the thing to try to mess up the free throw? Heckling the free throw shooters on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Did Once you, get you the realize that was a thing. No, no, we're on the the side. Mm. But uh, as soon as he was just like, wait, we can yell at them to try to make them miss? Yeah! So the arena was kind of booing these guys, like a low droning thing. But Archer thought they were mooing. <laughs> so he thought, that, he thought that cow humor was very distracting to professional basketball players. I mean, we don't know. Maybe. So how, he kept how telling old them, is he? I, can you show him basketballs yet? <laughs> He's nine, not quite. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> not quite. At the end. But he, maybe not. But he just, he just kept yelling at them, "Moo! I like grass," because <laughs> he thought he was a cow, and that was the thing to do. It was amazing. everybody's making moo noises, of course. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, and just, did his technique work? Sh- did they? How was the free throw percentage, Syracuse? I don't know, like 80%, which isn't oh. great. Yeah, so I was like, that's not bad. That's some effective cow-based heckling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he took the loss to, to heart. He was very disappointed. Just a personal slight against him that the team did not win. Mm-hmm. I love that thing when you're, like, a kid, when you're just sort of like, my team is the good guys, and you're like, oh, the bad guys won. Exactly. <laughs> you're just like sports. No consoling, very emotional. Uh, a bunch of timeouts when the team was down by nine with like thirty seconds left, and we're like, we're just going to go now and not get on the super crowded that's, metro. That's not happening. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, fine, whatever. I don't care. Just takes his like the Montreal Tundra hat, and throws it in the garbage. <laughs> you could so you, you have had a fan for life. Instead, totally you lost. Uh, yeah, no, but it was I, fun. It was that, fun. that last 30 seconds of basketball is, I mean, there's many barriers to me enjoying basketball, but hot damn, 
the clock management of the last couple minutes of a game, I was like, I hate mm-hmm. this. I hate this so much. I hate it. What's the deal? It just stops and stops and stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Because you 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 run as many timeouts as you can to like try to like force possession and not let the clock run and blah 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 blah. Like and mm-hmm. so and, and to force possession, you'll foul the other team on purpose so they just go to the shoot free throws so you can get the ball back yeah because they can only shoot so they can only shoot two points on a free throw and then you can try to shoot three so if you can hit a three then you foul them again they get even if they i mean ideally speaking even if they get it even if they get two you can enforce your possession back and it's dumb it's super dumb it's super stupid i don't understand how it's the Mm. most like how it's a more popular sport than hockey it doesn't make a lick of sense except that everybody can play it in their backyards and whatever like all over the world or at least all over North America. I mean, America, that, anyway. that's the reason. Yeah. And, uh, and the world. That's a very good reason. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. But if, still. If, if Archer wanted to play basketball, I'd go to the mall and I'd spend $50 on sneakers for him. If he wanted to play hockey, I would tell him, no, I do not have that kind of money <laughs> or car to get him gear or to an arena. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm sure. Like, you live yeah. in, like, there's, there's hoops everywhere. There's a hoop, like, down the street for me. Like, yeah. Multiple, actually. I'm like, multiple basketball hoops are available at all times within, like, two or three blocks away from my house. So, yep. And there's kids playing it all summer, to their to their credit. So, But, yeah, oh, but those, kids, good... those kids don't do stupid time management at the end of their, like, game of 21, though. Like, no. <laughs> that's why it's it was dumb. a good vibe. It was a, it was a good experience. Good, good uh, crowd? Like, what was the... the the audience like i mean like i'm sure it's not playing in a huge super big area but like no i'd say like bigger than a derby crowd mm-hmm. maybe maybe eight or nine hundred okay not as big as the alliance gets at the verdun auditorium though mm. the 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 alliance will pack that auditorium and it looks baller yeah so i'm gonna try a little to bit, get a little to bit closer i think closer like a completely different crowd the the Verdun crowd and that that Pinot Vio crowd. Hmm. How um, is Derby? Also, doing? also, I was there for a matinee, so like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's Sunday afternoon game. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure it's not always the thing. crowd's going to be different, anyways. All right, you're asking How about is... Derp... John. Derby, Derby, yeah. John. Uh, nobody knows. <laughs> I don't know. They they played a game I think like a month ago or so yeah. and then they they've just, they announced that they're renaming the home teams and they were okay. like let's let's do a, a what do you call it like a fan engagement thing to rename the home teams and then they took every <laughs> one of their posts off of social media basically to go like weird social media blackouts so i don't know if it's like they're just kind of going like radio quiet to then eventually like relaunch the new names and stuff, but it's like, yeah, like you go in and like the most recent posts are from a year or two ago, and it's like oh, unclear wow. as to what's happening with the league. Hmm. I don't know. I feel I could find out, but meh. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> love those those send us your suggestion posts, and it was overwhelmingly people who used to be involved with the league going, but why? Yeah. Oh, but that was the thing that we did. We're not there anymore, but you changed it. And I don't I mean, like it. <laughs> I, I don't, like, I kind of don't get the, like, issue with any of the names outside of maybe Fides de Bois, Maybe. Like, changing a sports name team is like, unless you're the Washington Redskins. <laughs> you know, like, 
or Maybe Chicago Blackhawks. Or the Chicago Blackhawks. Edmonton Eskimos. Yeah. Cleveland Prince. Indians. Miguel Redman. <laughs> Atlanta Braves. Wow. <laughs> no, they're still there. I know. Uh, I know. The, the Braves and the Blackhawks. Just hanging on. Blackhawks just need to make a space. Need a space. All the, actually, actually no. Hang on. The Blackhawks. It's an. It's fine. Everything is fine. They just need to change their logo. Like it's okay. Yes, to to a black bird. Just move on. A black hawk. It's okay. Yeah. Done. Speaking uh, of the yeah, Redskins, no, did you did you hear this story? So the owner of the Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington Football Team, formerly mm-hmm. the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. um, is trying to sell the team. And mm-hmm. whenever you're trying to sell a team in the NFL, it's a billionaire's boys club. So they're very, very picky about who gets to buy the team and yeah. what are the conditions of selling the team. Like, it's yeah, really... like you, can't, you can't just sell it. You need to sell it and have like whatever like decorum amongst the other owners to agree to the sale and stuff. So yeah. like they, like you just being like a, a trillionaire isn't enough to buy an NFL team. You have to be friends with the other trillionaires. Right. Jeff Bezos is, is like, I would like to buy this football team. Please take all of the money. Yeah. But the NFL is kind of like, we don't really want Jeff Bezos coming Bezos to our dinner parties. such a bummer at the parties. <laughs> um, so what this guy did, the owner of the Commanders, is for years, knowing that this was going to be a thing, he hired private investigators to dig up dirt on all the other owners and commissioner and all the officials in the NFL. So he's got this huge black book. And the other thing he did was he treated the football team as his personal wallet and didn't run it like a business and ran it like crazy Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. So his books are all shitty and they're like threatening him to go through his books for to in order to approve the sale which puts him at risk for all kinds of criminal activity probably like, some tax evasion and fraud all, and who knows all, what else. all kinds of shit like that but doesn't he's that also threat- run the risk of putting his like stash of of dirty dirty he's, knowledge on all those guys out he is outright threatening them with it he's like you are not right going to do this you're just going to sell this organization with me and you can all go home and talk to your wives and act like your life is completely normal it's amazing. Insane. It's great. It's bananas. What a, what a time to be alive. Right? It's just billionaires just playing a huge game of chicken with each other around the most popular sport in North America. I mean, honestly, isn't that enormously better than the billionaires of 500 years ago doing that with Murdering wars? us? Murdering <laughs> each other? Just like, you know? I'm yes. okay with that. Yeah. Oh no, I find it endlessly entertaining. That's great. I love seeing these crazy semi-human billionaires ready to rip each other apart, and not knowing what. I, I, I mentioned I was watching all them history videos with that with that Patrick guy, the mm-hmm. British Patrick, and he did a video on the Colosseum and Romans and lead poisoning, and he was like. You know, it's probably not that they were all poisoned to lead and that they died from that, and that's why the Roman Empire fell. But it's very likely they had psychosis from lead poisoning that was consistent. And, like, all the other people living around the Romans were like, you guys are insane psychopaths. You hurt people way more than you absolutely need to. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Is it because our leaders are drinking lead? Maybe. So they they would season wine with powdered lead. 
Did you know that? It would sweeten wine. And it was like pretty common at parties. You'd have a, like a sweetened wine or two. And they, 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 they remade the same you know, formula in the, in the modern era and tested it and found that you could have like cognitive impairment from one instance of drinking this stuff. And people would have it on a daily basis. The leaders of the, you know, one of the most powerful military <laughs> militaries at the time. They, they talk woo. about what's his face, the um, uh, the Caligula, right? The one who was like totally nuts. So he was like a normal, successful emperor for many, many years. And then he got really, really sick, went into a coma for a month. And in after he woke up out of that coma, he was bananas, all the like marrying his horse and and like you know ordering all like he goes into the coliseum he's doing this big show all these lions are eating all these people in his show and he's like okay this is boring all you people in the stands in that section you're in the coliseum now getting eaten by lions too and he just kills a thousand people like that like that banana stuff happened all after the poisoning so what am i saying i I mean better than the nfl (laughs) but yeah i would take the nfl over that malarkey any day I I was like, I don't know, there's a a, kind of a segue here. Billionaires making money. Hang on a sec, John. Can you imagine if you're at an NFL game and the game is really boring, so they just grab 50 of you and you have to go play against the Chicago Bears? The owners are just like, this game is boring. (laughs) 50 of you! People would die! (laughs) They like the jackass bit where... What's his face? Knoxville gets plowed into by by football players in full body armor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of it. I did. <laughs> oh man. But I was going to say on the topic of, of billionaires and corporations and all that stuff. The internet, I think, has who like unlikely hero Robert Smith from The Cure. Have you guys heard about this? Nope. Tell me. So the, the Cure. The Cure is doing a tour. Uh, this summer, and they were like, we 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 looked into it. Uh, there's just no feasible way to do a tour without Ticketmaster because I think we've talked about it on the show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, the ties with the venue and the ticketing and all that stuff. It's just they have this absolute monopoly, and they were like, we think this is is bullshit. So first of all, we're gonna do this tour, and we're going to uh, like we understand it's not gonna be great for everybody, and we do understand it's gonna inconvenience someone, uh, certain people. But there will be no resale of our tickets whatsoever. They're issued to you. They're issued to your name. That's the only person that can can get it. These mm-hmm. tickets cannot be scalped. Zero percent scalpable tickets. Sucks. Some people are gonna unfortunately mm-hmm. like. Some people. If you can't make it to the show, it sucks. Too bad. So that's like step one. We're also gonna block uh, Ticketmaster's premium price model, which allows like Ticketmaster to slide the cost up of. Yeah tickets because there's a high demand and stuff which is complete and total horseshit like you like i forget where it was there was a show in montreal of someone who was like not even that famous my uh my cousin's husband was saying and he was like yeah he's like there was a pre-sale tickets were going for like 50 60 bucks and then when they went on sale the next day because of the pre-sale demand those same tickets were going for two or three hundred dollars so it's like Ticketmaster's like scalping their own tickets essentially mm-hmm. at that point and the artist does make more money at least off of it but they were mm-hmm. like yeah no sliding scale we're going to, as the cure, individually set the prices of everything. So, like, they're doing arena tours, uh, and in certain parts of, like, the States and stuff like that, there's $20 tickets to the cure. That's fucking awesome. Which is super, super yeah. great. I was like, super unexpected her- heroism from Robert Smith, who by all accounts yeah. is a jackass in many other ways. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, he's using his weird British jackass powers for good in this instance. 
of conti- and every single day on Twitter is like Ticketmaster is trying to scam our fans. This is what's happening. Da 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 da. Like just bl- putting Ticketmaster on blast all the time. Um, then most recently this week, he was like, "I'm sickened and disgusted by what's happening on Ticketmaster right now," as people were posting pictures of their receipts where the fees were more expensive than the tickets because they took all these steps to bring the tickets down. Someone paid $90 worth of fees to Ticketmaster for $80 worth of cure tickets. Oh, it's so gross. So anyway, he made enough noise that apparently um, like it was the 20 something was like 20 something dollars of fees on $20 tickets. Apparently, everybody in that particular range is getting about $10 back on the reduce the fees because he's just like... But from the fees or from the cures cut of that ticket? From the fees. Like, he was like, Ticketmaster, he's like, we came to an agreement with Ticketmaster and you should be seeing all of this. And he was like, and tell me if it doesn't happen because Ticketmaster are bullshit. (laughs) He's like, just like every day on social media being like, please, please alert us of any shittiness that's going on with your tickets. Like, we don't, like, I mean, like, I admit... That they're also, like, they're the cure. Like, I don't think they're in a position where they need to make a ton of money on the tour. Like, they're, like... They're still making money. Like, I don't think they're losing money, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think they're... If you can, if you can, like... They've been around for a long time, but these guys are not, like, gigantic. I mean... No, but I think that they set... They're clearly, they set those ticket prices with the, like, we're going to make some money on this. Like, I just think they're just not being crazy greedy about the money that they could make. They're just like, we're yeah. going to set our ticket prices to make money on it. And I think that they're like, they're not in a position where this is going to be their only tour or they don't have other revenue sources from their back catalog or whatever. I'm saying they're not necessarily, yeah, sure. I wouldn't expect like a a band who only has one album and this is their first, first tour to like go hard line against Ticketmaster. But like The Cure kind of can. Cause like, I don't think they would. Yeah. I think it's so, because they have more of a, a following. A fan base that's worldwide. Yeah. <clears throat> that's They can mobilize against Ticketmaster. Yeah, that's it. Whereas, like, I feel if you're, like, a new artist and you start just shitting on Ticketmaster all day, every day on social media, you could probably just get blacklisted and be like, uh-oh, now I'm not an artist anymore. But, like, mm-hmm. you, The Cure is kind of at least operating from a certain position of power. But, yeah, I was kind of shocked that... Uh, or not shocked, but just un- unexpected Robert Smith is the hero. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In, in the fight against Ticketmaster. Okay, okay. Favorite The Cure song? Go. The one there, you know. Or or even an album? Do you want to pick an album? Because I mean, like, they've been around for a long-ass time. Like, Do you listen like to Boys Don't Cry is obviously like... Eh, show me, show me, show me. Disintegrate? Or Disintegration? I would listen to that album. Fascination Street and Love Song and whatever. But like, mm-hmm. other than that, are there really, really kick-ass The Cure I... tunes? A while ago, someone talked, I think it was like when, during the pandemic or whatever, where I put on The Cure albums and whatever, and I was like, boy, it's The Cure. Like, and that's not, I like, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I was like, could I name a song? Nope. But I listened to that whole album and I wasn't like, ew, at any point. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 the self-titled is the, the new one? Or like, in the last couple of years? It's the recent one. Like, it was like a 2000-something one. And I was like, this is fine. I was like, no, but I was just like, I was like, oh, cool. This is absolutely the cure. It is. I could not tell you a single song off it or a single tune, yeah. but I was like, it sounded like a new Cure album in a kind of good way, and I was like, there it is. Mm-hmm. Can't be mad at that. Doing the Cure. Also, I guess speaking yeah. of Ticketmaster, whatever. Did you hear about the Taylor Swift concerts or whatever? So Taylor Swift recently. 
well, she she finally kicked off the tour that broke Ticketmaster. Okay. And the I, I don't know if this will always be this way or if it was just the opening show, but, like, listen, what a time to be a Taylor Swift fan because her show contained 44 songs and her set was over three hours long. I was good like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, good for her, good for, like, I was just sort of like, man, imagine how excited I would be. Like, I was like, after all of this shenanigans to get the tickets and all that stuff, where you're just sort of like, you're expecting, like, a pretty good show, maybe an hour and a half, an hour 45, and, like, 44 tracks, three hours long. I was like, hats off to Taylor Swift for, like, at least delivering the goods when it came to being, like, I'm doing a big stadium tour, and yes, people are often, yeah, like, delivering, delivering, I think, on the show. So, (laughs) good for you, Taylor Swift. Her, Her fans really like her. Yeah, I'm just saying. I would, I would do. Uh, if I was a fan, I'd be like, heck yeah. Unless you got screwed by Ticketmaster and couldn't get your tickets. And yeah. then you're here. It's a great show from your couch. <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> Three All hours. Of non- nonstop Taylor Swift. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Oh yeah, uh, I, I saw as featured on Nine to Five CC. I, I saw Scream Six. Woo! Yeah. How'd it go? Because <laughs> Scott uh, Scott took photos of when they they revamped NDG to look like New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just boy, is, New York. Boy, does Scream Six look like Montreal? <laughs> ah. Like I don't know why they insisted on saying it takes place in New York. It's so like. Very clearly Montreal's like the first opening scene. I'll get into the movie in a second, but like way worth watching to just do like Montreal sightseeing because the opening scene is like clearly the old port. Uh, they're the whatever fictitious university that they go to was clearly McGill. Uh, every time they're in the streets, it's clearly NDG. Inside apartments are clearly NDG apartments. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like you'll know exactly, like, you know, like those long apartments that are there and you're sort of like oh yeah that's the alley and that's the street and then there's the stairway that goes down and stuff like it's mm-hmm. it's obviously NDG in many ways I, I was like just why are they insisting that this is do you know York? where in NDG they were filming Sherbrooke. Uh, did you recognize the streets because yeah, sure, I, I walked by a movie a bunch of times walking John, Hobbs in a stroller and they stopped all wave at me John go to 9to5.cc and click on yes. Scott and the second article down is just like a dozen pictures of me walking down Sherbrooke through the Cetras. Yeah, with like with like fake uh, fake fake subway tunnels and stuff. There's yeah, there's a couple shots where you clearly see it Sherbrooke from behind. It's right around uh, like between DeCary and Oxford ish. Like, yeah, it's like, like right it's, around it's, the Maz and the yeah, yeah. the Dollarama and the, the yeah. I think uh, you see the corner of Casareccia in one of the shots <laughs> or something yeah. like. If you're like, if you're really like eagle-eyed, you can see whenever there's like a couple shots that like are up Sherbrooke Street, and you could see it's. I guess I don't even know what part of New York looks like that. Like, like yeah, it's it's like it's supposed to be like the student ghetto of New York is where it's it's what it's supposed to be. The stairwell is like I've been in the building. I've been in the building where that they're shooting, and I was like, yep, I know that <laughs> building exactly. That building, it's near where Mark lives. <laughs> like, yeah, so worth watching, I would say, just to do Montreal sightseeing. And then, of course, like, your brain explodes when they, like, run down the steps 
of Sherbrooke Street and go into a Montreal, a New York, an actual New York subway, and you're like, ah, <laughs> you're like, that's, that's not, not there. at all. Yeah, exactly. We don't have subways that far <laughs> east, west, I should say. We stop at Vendôme. There's no. You have to take the 105. You can't get on a subway from Sherbrooke Street. Maybe take the 105. Maybe watch three or four of them go by. Yeah. Maybe. Go How many fake outs at the start? Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to get into too much spoiler, but they go. They, it's off, there's obviously a fake out start, but there's mm-hmm. like a whole fake out killer. It's like. Like Ooh. there is someone who does a kill, and the kill happens in the real world. It's not like a fake out stab movie kill or whatever. But that is not the killer. And then there's like a whole fake out ghost face. Was it a? So, um, uh, I don't know how to say the question. I'm trying to ask about like the meta ness of the whole thing. I guess yeah, was it written by Wes Craven? Was he still alive? No, 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 no. Obviously, he's, he's passed away. But this is the same people that did Scream oh, yeah. Five, who also wasn't Wes Craven. Uh, but Scream Five was good. And, was. Was yeah, it? And I, so, I don't think I saw four or five. Four is kind of bad. Um, although four might have, I think four is the one that has like the five layers of fake outs at the beginning. But like that's where the movie peaks is those yeah. like nonstop string of fake outs at the beginning of four, and then it just kind of goes like. I must be like, confusing them. I thought it was the fifth one that they had all that. Maybe the fifth one was really recent, right? Or yeah, the fifth one came out like twenty twenty one or twenty even twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the fifth one, I mean, I guess spoilers for Scream 5. It's like they bring in a new cast with like Jenna Ortega and all that stuff. And Ghostface is played by Little Huey from uh, The Boys. That guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. He's a... He's a, um, he's a Quaid. A, a Nepo, a Nepo baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's Randy Quaid's kid. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so this one's fun. Jenna Ortega's back in it, and uh, there's a couple of couple of legacy characters. It's also funny, like when the characters realize that they're like, "Wait a second, because all all five of them have taken place in the same city, even." And this is the first time the Scream film takes place in another location. And, he, and like the characters are like, "Wait a second, this is like another city, and it's like another killer, and whatever else like that." And they're like, "So we need to set aside." some of the sequel rules that we've been playing for because this isn't a sequel anymore this is a franchise and franchises are bigger than the stars like none of us are safe the legacy characters aren't safe a franchise exists like on the weight of like the branding on its own and that's what they're all like <laughs> yeah so they they have they have those scream discussions are, are right there and hilarious reveals and all that stuff it's uh it's like a perfectly Perfectly good scream entry in the scream screamiverse, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bar is not that high on the old screamiverse. They definitely no. had like good, clever moments, and and probably like more cleverness than anybody gives them credit for. But in the big picture, yeah, yeah I don't think so. I, I mean, they're wonder, they're all they're all fine. I wonder yeah. how the first one plays to someone who's never seen it before in twenty twenty three. What's your favorite scary? Right, I the thing—it's a little like like a proto cabin in the woods, right? Like, you can, are you gonna get it if you're not like into horror movies and, ha- and can't compare and contrast with slashers and can't get the like meta comments in their discussions about horror films? You know, that's kind of like right, the whole because, point of it. And and when so many movies become meta, then what is meta anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like, uh, like I said, the, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I would. It's also great that the characters are. A lot of the characters are so clever. Like, like they're so, like, they're they're ready for, like, two or three twists. But then, of course, the villains have done like four or five. You know, like, like, and it's great because even like when when there is like the, the 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 like the villain's final monologue and all that stuff, and they were like, "Oh, we were so stupid." He's like, "You were so close when you said, you know, so and so and so and so should be your prime suspects for the killer." Like, you were correct, <laughs> like, but and there's like more, <laughs> you're like more on top of it, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, they they do a lot of that stuff that is again, I don't know, I don't necessarily know how well that plays to a just like a straight fan but like obviously as the like this is the like the archetype 90s horror movie for sure Mm -hmm. and then just also like now filtered through six films worth of you know horror movie fans and whatever else and and all that stuff so like they they spell out what you should see coming and then like go even further to like to an almost ludicrous degree of how many like twists and connections and stupidity to actually get to why the killer's doing it and whatever. But I'm like, yeah, that's because the obvious answer is obviously like there and they address it and they call it out and they say that would be the obvious answer. And then they keep going. Mm-hmm. And of course, like there's like a character who gets so pissed off because uh, it's a character who survived scream five and scream six, but she apparently <laughs> she's like, she missed like the villains monologue in both events and is like upset about it. <laughs> Despite the fact that, like, some of her friends have been murdered in both the course of both films. But it's like, look, she's like, I missed the villain monologue again? <laughs> like, as, like, you know, like, the EMTs and stuff for, like, putting the, the blankets around her. She's like, that's what's on her mind. Which I thought was, like, very, very scream-tastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, check it out. Uh, wait, like I said, worth, worth it as a just schlocky popcorn horror flick and then I would say double worth it as like do Montreal sightseeing and be like hey yeah, I know where that is hey, I mm-hmm. know where that is especially like, since I, it's not just Montreal sightseeing it's like our old stomping grounds yeah like, mm-hmm. like I said a, a lot of it's like cause it, well, I mean I didn't go to McGill but you had a girlfriend who went to McGill no did you yeah yeah I was gonna say oh, no she started at Concordia and did the masters at McGill no she did vice versa she did her bachelor's at McGill and then her master's in, at Penn State. Mm, that's the one. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's it. I mean, I walked by McGill more often. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like, it's still right there. Yeah, I, like... I, I, I did improv there for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I've been in those buildings for sure. Yeah. Like, it's, they obviously, they take advantage of the more campusy looking area and yeah. less of the... the <clears throat> weirdly, there's a lot no of scenes at the Shatner building. building. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a weird building up side street somewhere uh, but yeah it's very clearly Montreal and very clearly NDG and like I said the, the, the NDG apartment is also there's like, like one or two where you're like oh man I recognize this apartment and, and like I said like the star, there's an entire scene in the stairwell that like I, I know the exact building that it is there uh, on NDG and I'm like oh yeah I've definitely been in that stairwell like it's uh, it's good times Mm-hmm. Good times. Pad by Scream Six. Cool. And I also finished The Last of Us. No, I did. It, it finishes exactly humans, the way the show, the game ends, huh? 
Okay. Turns out humans were the monsters after all. Uh, I mean, not some more or less than anybody else is the monster. But yeah, they uh, they kind of do the ending exactly the same. Even the like the like you know like the the ending like the where, when Ellie's like okay and smash cuts to credits like it's that exact moment like mm-hmm. where she, she says okay and she doesn't seem to really believe it when she's saying it. I thought it was and, pretty ambiguous. Yeah. I guess yeah, I guess I, the second game might color that. I don't I don't know what happens in it. But. Yeah, exactly. I think. I mean, we'll see. Um, so yeah, I guess do, are we going to spoil? Because Scott said he won't watch it because it's too dark and depressing. It's not. It's think. just bleak, bleak and depressing. It's, it's sure is. Bleak. <laughs> and the ending is also pretty bleak. So the it's ending is bleak. Is um, so basically, Joel, the character that you're playing in the entire game and all that stuff, he starts off as like an unfeeling monster murdering psychopath who's like all about just getting the job and going on to the next thing. Slowly builds an attachment to this girl, Ellie. And the, the whole game is basically surrounded about taking Ellie to like doctors because she's been bitten by the infected and is not uh, getting sick. So she has the cure inside of her. But since it's a, the virus attacks something of the brain... In order to like remove it, they in order to like synthesize a cure, they're gonna need to go into her brainstem or whatever else in the procedure, and it's definitely gonna kill her. But it's probably gonna produce a cure. And in the last level of the game, Joel is like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." Before we get to that, you missed you missed the opening fake out. So when you're starting to play the game, oh. the like the zombie apocalypse hasn't happened yet, and you're like you're in this little little house. You're playing like a young girl. You're running around the house. Blah, oh, yeah. zombie at- zombie attack happens, and you're like, "Oh shit!" I, you know all the advertising for this game. I saw a young girl. I guess this is the main character, and blah blah blah. You go through, and then she gets killed. So now you're playing this older guy protecting this young girl, and you realize as it goes on, it's his it's his daughter that died, and, and so he's like replacing his attachment yeah. feelings with, yeah, with the so other girl. He, he's he's filling in his dad his dad genes with this girl, uh, and it's like it's months and months and months of traveling, just the two of them, and they build up a special father daughter bond and all that stuff. So when when this comes out that it's like he's going to kill her, he's like, nope. And kills everybody and saves her instead. And she's like, when she like comes to you and she's like under, like, uh, and like you know. I think at that under. point she's consented to die. Or no, she no, doesn't know. No, 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 yeah, she, doesn't she doesn't know. know. They didn't tell her. Marlene, yeah. like, it's very pointed. Yeah. Marlene doesn't tell her that yeah. she's going to kill her. She says, okay, I'm going to go. We're going to put under. We're going to do the procedure. And they didn't tell her. So then Joel kills everybody, takes her out, and then she's like, what happened? And he's like, a couple raiders came in. Everything went south. Blah, 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 blah. It went all that. But he was like, but before it all went south, like, they told me there was, like, other people had the cure. So, like, like other people are not infected and they can't figure out the cure. So we should just keep on living and, and doing our best, right? And she's like, you're not lying to me, are you? And he's like, nope. And then she's like, okay. And that's how the movie ends. Like, the game ends. And that's how the show ends also. Mm-hmm. Great ending. And I will say the one thing that... It's super weird to me, and like I, I mentioned, I think at the uh, in the email thread, I was like, I don't know if you know, like, like global climate change not being reversed at all in the last ten years, or like Russia invading Ukraine and like global pandemic and all that stuff. But I'm like way more down with Joel's decision than I was when I played the game. <laughs> like, not necessarily that I would make that decision, but I like like part of me is just sort of like. Oh yeah, Joel's like screw this because you know we're gonna screw it up anyway. Even if we get the cure, it's gonna then go to one powerful person. It's probably gonna be abused. It's gonna not be like 
there's a whole like that was all of his dialogue is like people are the monsters like scott said mm-hmm. and the cure is just going to be another thing that people are shitty about so why would i give up the one thing that makes me happy when i know that it's just you know going to create it not saying i agree with it the cure is absolutely more important than the girl's life but the last 10 years of my life have made me like like when i was playing the game i was like how could he possibly think that way and now i'm kind of like I can kind of understand how he thinks that way. I, like, absolutely rejected his notion when I played through the game. And now this time around, I'm like, I get it. I at least understand where he's so, coming from. what happened in the last ten years? I just said it. We didn't you do anything. Cl- didn't climate change. Well, what did you do? Hmm? What did you do? You killed I a bunch of people. I killed, mm-hmm. killed a people. bunch of people. Killed so many people. So many doctors. There were so many doctors in that hospital. They all died from Joel. There sure was. That scene yeah. was too long, man. It fucking broke up the whole the whole end of the game. Yeah, it that so and it's better in the show, okay? Because yeah. in, in the show, it's just long enough to make it uncomfortable. Where you're like, oh, he's killing doctors and nurses. Mm-hmm. This isn't great. People are like, I don't have a gun, and he's like, bang, bang, and it's like, oh no, and it just like it does like it drags just enough to be like this isn't just an action scene, which I think is what they were going for. Yeah in the game by having that scene kind of drag but like the show drags it just enough where you're like oh this is can he can he stop just just killing the people <laughs> like you know please this is this is rough <laughs> anyway so yeah great uh and they the showrunners also said that they're not doing any filler uh between season one and season two it's gonna go right into the second game so they're not yeah. uh they're gonna do i think it's a five-year jump i want to say between last of us one and last of us two and they're like yep yeah, no other than maybe like a little bit of backstory of maybe a couple flashbacks to some of the stuff that happens but they're like our plan for season two is to just jump into season two and i think if like hbo maybe learned the lesson from letting showrunners like add material to the source material Yep, maybe. <laughs> they were like, no, we did this with, H- with Game of Thrones, and it turned out real bad. You're not allowed to write anything original. Man, I still don't understand why they didn't stretch out Game of Thrones. Why they rushed it. Why that last season couldn't have been 14 episodes. Because they thought they were going to get Star Wars money, and then they didn't get Star Wars money. <laughs> yeah, they fucked that up fin- so bad. I finished Vox Machina season two today. Oh. Mm. That's great. Really? Big fan. Yeah. Like Tony the Tiger, great? Yes, exactly. It's breakfast cereal for adults, great. Great. With, 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 and I don't mean like grape nuts. I mean like I'm an adult and I can go get a box of Lucky Charms and just eat the whole thing because no one's going to stop me. Great. Except for diabetes. Diabetes is not a person. Oh. It's not going it to like stop could... <laughs> it could be a monster manual Mo- something from the monster manual it's the diabetes <laughs> Gary Gygax the diabetes Ooh. oh man and and how how come I couldn't get it I tried it I tried three episodes of season one I didn't do it of Vox Machina mm-hmm. yeah um I like the characters I like their developments and I like the almost cookie cutter Dungeons and Dragons leveling up of the characters that happens in season two. It's like, 
And this episode is about this character, and here's some of their backstory. And now they get a magical item that powers them up, with a small downside. It's beautiful. It's just, <laughs> it's like McDonald's. You just you know it's not the best hamburger you ever had, but it's a goddamn Big Mac, and it's just fine. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that is the tone of the movie that's out, right? Like, early reviews of the internet say it's a lot of fun, and, and a lot of the stuff just, like, feels like D&D and has, has a lot of the, like, here's the quest, and then they, like, they screw it up because they're mm-hmm. players. <laughs> and they're like, we need another way out of this situation. <laughs> they were like, but I spelled out exactly what you had to do. Well, we didn't do it that way, and now, like, here we are, and they, like, address <laughs> that, like, in the film, you know? Like, where you're like, it doesn't necessarily, like, Obviously, the narrative continues, but apparently there's a lot of, like, that Standing kind of... around trying to figure it out, hypothesizing wildly, and then, st- like, running randomly in another Making, direction. making sitting, them back, like... Sitting in yeah. the tavern, having some old, beat-up gentleman being like, Adventurers, I need your help. Not right now. We're drinking and singing a song. Oh. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, apparently the movie gets a lot of a lot of that stuff right. The early early is it in theaters? We should try and go see next that in the week, I think. I feel I mean, like next week. It, it, some it, of the it, early it, early reviews are they they've let people have it early, I think, to That's a good sign. You first of all, yeah, cuz that's it. They they usually when if something's really trash, they hide it forever. And I think you that they're it. trying to they're trying to build some goodwill cuz yeah, a bunch of uh, a bunch of outlets have seen like screeners and stuff and like obviously have their zero spoiler reviews but people are like we've seen it and there's even like review embargoes that like we can't even publish the whole review but like impressions are good no whatever i think try to try to get internet on board because like boy mm-hmm. howdy well they eviscerate it if it's bad like mm-hmm. <laughs> and that tight Where... community will not go see it if the the bellwethers say don't go see it yep the bellwethers yes the 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 social leaders, the the tastemakers, influencers, whatever, kids <laughs> bother me. <laughs> I don't think you can say influencers about the D and D property, though. I'm you sure there are D and D influencers. There are D and D influencers for sure. Mm-hmm. Matt Mercer is a D and D influencer, uh-huh. without a doubt. <laughs> Fucking nerds. Uh, was this the idea? <laughs> I miss D&D so bad, dude. I canceled the last three because of work, and um, I, I have a big D&D itch going on. The last uh, session, though, we did just filler. It was, like, literally just oh, yeah. filler. You guys didn't yeah. kill Oral? No, we didn't. It was... Eric was like, listen, he's like, we're just the three of us. We're just going to sit there. He was like, I'm just going to kind of, like... He's like, let's... He's like, previously on, and he's like... He repitched the the oral bust again, and he was like, "But now, just kind of like we're just gonna walk around for town, the town, and you're gonna pick up all of the quest hooks that are in East Haven." <laughs> so we just kind of did like we now have a. If you go to, to the to the write up of it, it's just a mile of quest hooks. Really, yeah. I thought we were at the end, aren't we? I guess I guess we fight oral, and this is like the final chapter of the game, where we finish up no, quest before chasing her down. Close. It's chapter two. So here's my take. This is getting into I guess garbage town territory yeah okay let's uh, do that. yeah here good, good, tune, in, tune, no, tune into garbage time to hear about john and i hypothesizing about our campaign
Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the Internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. <laughs> 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.